Hello, welcome to Okawa Book Club. So we're your hosts, I'm Dylan. I'm John. And we're going to be discussing the teachings of Riho Okawa. Riho Okawa is a world teacher, master, and CEO of Happy Science Group. All right, so today's episode is on the laws of secret. Awaken to this new world and change your life. It is the 27th volume of the Laws series by Riho Okawa. So this book is really the guidebook for our mindset in 2021. It gives us all the important factors we'll need to live a happy and successful year this year. So I want to announce the chapters, but before I do so, I'm going to turn it over to my partner, John, to read the preface of this book. With the advancement of science, people say there is nothing that cannot be explained in the modern civilization. But how can this be true when our daily lives are full of the unknown? I want you to be more and more aware of the wonders of living in this world as humans. This book is full of mysterious episodes and experiences. Many people may live every day without realizing these things, but to the spiritual eyes of a religious leader, the world appears to be a brighter place which is guided by another set of rules. This book shall give you a new view of the world and new guiding principles to live by. When the laws of secret becomes a common knowledge to you, this world will be more beautiful and be filled with delight, and you will surely feel grateful for the mystical truth that God is keeping you alive. Wow, fantastic. Thank you very much. So, like I said, uh, the chapters of this book are very spiritual in their origin, so let me just read them here. So, chapter one is called The Secret World of Religion, Unveiling the Truth About This World and the Afterlife. Chapter 2 is called How the Spiritually Disturbed Can Get Back Up, Secrets of Viral Infections and Possession. Chapter 3, Conditions of the Real Exorcist, Spiritual Initiation to Exorcise Devils. Chapter 4, The Right Way to Conquer Devils, Spiritual Power to Make the World Brighter. And Chapter 5, Creation from Faith, The Secret to Overcoming the Crisis of Humanity. Okay, so the topics, they range from the personal level to the macro level, and all of it really equates to setting us up with, as John said, a new view of the world and new guiding principles to live by. So you had read this book, but if you could summarize, what would be the new view of the world which you gained from reading this book? It's a little bit complicated to put it into one thing, but I think if I were going to summarize it, it would be not only to acknowledge the specificities of the spirit world, which this book certainly goes into great detail about, but to acknowledge that the most important element is to have faith that this world is there, to overcome atheism and materialism, and to understand essentially the causes for all of the things that are impacting us in our everyday lives. Yeah, that's so true. You know, a lot of people say that atheism and materialism are wrong, but why are they wrong? Well, it's because, you know, we coexist with the spiritual world. The spiritual world is affecting this material world. And if we live while we ignore those principles, we'll go down a very dark path in life. This also teaches us the importance of controlling our minds, of keeping our minds away from dangerous and negative thoughts and ways of behaving so that our lives will be filled with light and brightness. So, for example, we learn in this book that our thoughts are real, our thoughts affect reality, and our thoughts are reality. 
So what we think is not just something that's made of imagination and it's not something that just we create by ourselves, but what we're doing is building our own futures. We're changing the world inside of our mind. And so by controlling our mind and living by religious principles, we'll live a very happy and successful life. I think that's a, such an important point. You know, one thing that was really pronounced to me when I read this book was that you know, a lot of people, when they talk about the existence of spirits, they either believe they are separate from us or that they exist in our minds, like in our imagination. And one thing that this book emphasized was that mind is something omnipresent. So it's they do exist in our mind, but they also exist beyond us. So it's like there's this interconnected field of, of God or Buddha that we are all a part of, you know, so it, it kind of solves that problem for people who are trying to figure out is it this or that it's it's really both yeah you're totally right about that and this book it kind of goes into detail about the spiritual world how it really works and um, it's only because Riho Okawa has had these experiences by himself through the power of astral travel through the power of his enlightenment he has explored the spiritual world and gives a very detailed account of what he's experienced in his many books this book teaches us the principles that will be important for us in this world so that we will live happier life in the next world as well. Some people in the modern age might think that religion and spirituality is outdated, but actually we learn that there's three things that always affect this material world. That is poverty, illness, and conflict. Those three factors are something humanity will never overcome. And that's why religions exist. That's why spiritual movements exist. To teach people the correct way of life while we live with these unfavorable factors. If we know the spiritual truth, we can actually start to overcome these things. We also see a lot of things in this world that we're not familiar with. You know, people say that everything in this world can be explained by science. But that's not actually true. There's so many things that are coming into origin in this world, so many things that we cannot explain, and there's a lot of factors that we cannot yet predict. We're still learning at the very beginning what is consciousness, how the universe operates, why nature is beautiful, why human beings want to come together. Science cannot explain the very spiritual truths that govern this world, and I think we're a long way away from discovering these things unless we turn to religion. We turn to spirituality once again for the important questions in life. I couldn't agree more, Dylan. Um, and I, I think, you know, in a way, one of the greatest flaws in science today, uh, for as much as it's able to discover, is that it embodies a sense of arrogance in a sense. Anything spiritual, it kind of labels as being supernatural. Mm. And I think a better term for that is maybe preternatural. You know, it's it's because this isn't beyond nature, the spiritual world. It's part of this entire collective nature. Mm. It's just that, you know, if certain things cannot be understood, then that doesn't mean that they don't exist or that they're irrelevant. And I think that that's something that, you know, is just missing from science. It's missing from academia. And as the, you know, it's missing from the entire secular element of society. Right. You know, in this modern world, People who bring up spiritual experiences are often looked down upon or, you know, even made fun of. But I think everyone in their lifetime has had some example of a ghost experience or maybe a premonition where they saw their future 
or you know have guidance from above where they felt like they were given the correct instructions in life like in their subconscious mind and there's a lot of things like that some people even say that they've been abducted by extraterrestrials you know there's a lot of unexplained phenomena that happens in this world and if we talk about it in an academic or even a, a work setting we might be looked down upon or thought to be some kind of crazy person but actually everyone experiences these things at least a few times in their life and everybody who experiences these things basically reports that it was a life-changing experience on some level you know uh, and then a lot of the time people a little while afterwards they'll start to say well maybe it was this or that and they try to kind of use Occam's razor to mm. you know <laughs> simplify it right right but Maybe it's because they're scared of what they don't know. I think that's very much uh, the case oftentimes. So this book, it teaches us about the spiritual world. It brings up these Japanese words, which are senin, tengu, and yokai, which maybe the Western audience isn't familiar with. But uh, we, we start to learn more and more about what the spiritual world is and the kind of pitfalls that it contains within it. So these senins, these tengus, and these yokais, what are they? So what they are is essentially beings who didn't fall to hell, but they went back to the heavenly world. However, they didn't have enough love in their soul. So since they lacked love and compassion as human beings, they went to another part of heaven where people interested in spiritual powers people interested in their own self-fulfillment and self-realization, they gather to the back part of heaven or the rear part. It's called minor heaven. And perhaps maybe 20% of people in heaven go to such a place. But most people who have love in their hearts and compassion will be going to what we're more familiar with, the bright, happy, and uh, loving part of heaven. Yeah, so by studying this book, essentially... As I said, we're bringing out our most noble aspect of ourselves. We're, we're going to return to the major heaven because we understand why God created human beings and the path of enlightenment that human beings are supposed to travel upon so that they'll walk down the main road or the royal road of life. So anyways, this minor heaven or this rear heaven, it might look something like what we've seen in Harry Potter or the Lord of the Rings or even some kind of English or uh, European mythology with wizards and witches and goblins, ogres, etc. We might even come across a dragon or a unicorn. These myths have been passed through a lot of different religions and a lot of different spiritual backgrounds, but they all point to a similar place. And that's the place that we refer to, or that Riho Kawa refers to in this book, as Minor Heaven. This book offers a kind of a path to the noble part of human nature, a path to bring out our divine inner self so that we can light up this world and make this world a more beautiful place. In this book, Riho Kawa teaches that if you want to know if your life was successful or unsuccessful, just think, did you make this world more beautiful while you are alive or not? And what he means by that is, we are essentially shining God's light through our souls. We are bringing the light of heaven into this world by living a very noble and purposeful life to fulfill our missions. And I thought even that concept is beautiful alone. You know, and if more people could live by that, the world would be incredible. Absolutely. 
This book also talks about uh, religious power, uh, exorcism, and the power to defeat evil. I know you come from kind of an academic and psychological background, so how could you explain this in your words of what's really going on here? So the field of psychology, <clears throat> overall, it, you know, it's very secular, and the way that it looks at various types of mental illnesses is it's through a combination of generally through behaviorism, which is observed behaviors in, in people, and through more recently through neuroscience. So now they could map the brain out and see how it develops. So for example, if someone's traumatized early in life, they will their brain won't develop in certain ways that are normative. But what the field of psychology, perhaps outside of Jungian psychology, is missing is that there are spiritual influences determining behaviors. So like we know that according to neuroscience, for example, our brain knows that we're gonna make decisions before we make them. And neuroscientists would say, well, that means there's no free will. What they don't understand, though, is that there are spiritual influences directing, you know, the physical nervous system. And so that's that and that ties in with the whole phenomenon of possession, whether for good or for bad. I mean, there could be possession by angels there could be, or, you know, devils. You know, when it comes to psychology, uh, one thing I loved about this book is that Master Kawa really left no stone unturned. I mean, he discussed um, psychosis and bipolar disorder and how people who experience these phenomenon are open to certain influences, maybe perhaps more than other people, and how those phenomena can also be caused by spiritual influences. Yeah, so I think that the subheading of this book is a salvational sentence to save the secular academic types of psychology, psychiatry, and the medical field. That is, awaken to this new world and change your life. If you want to help people in the real meaning, you cannot try to give them secular answers to spiritual problems. You have to awaken to this new world, the true spiritual world. And then you can change your life. And all of these things we've talked about so far are pretty much on a personal level. But the last chapter really covers the more macro scale of how to save this world. That is a chapter called Creation from Faith. It talks about the mystical power of God and the miraculous power of faith, which are necessary to overcome the crisis that humanity is going through. And then we'll be able to build a prosperous future after that. John, if you could summarize how this spiritual truth, how awakening to this new world will save humanity. I know it sounds like a big question, <laughs> but uh, why is that the case? Why is it the spiritual truth that will be saving people? Yeah, it's definitely a big question. I mean, but I think to sum it up concisely, it's what it comes down to is that for as long as there is a propagation of atheism and secularism and materialism, we're only getting one tiny part of the equation, and we're not going to understand individually or collectively what is influencing everything that we're doing and feeling in life. And where we learn to generate faith and where we propagate faith and acknowledge that there's more to existence than just this material world, we begin to see that light in everything. There was a passage if I recall correctly, where Master Okawa is discussing when he was giving a lecture and he looked at the people and he saw everybody as being like gold. Mm. And, and he was talking about how we can learn to see this gold in everything in life, you know, just to see that life is beautiful. And faith brings us that ability. So the more 
faith that we're able to have both individually and collectively, the more all of us are going to be able to see and create a more loving and beautiful world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, just to end today's episode, I want to just share some quotations that really stood out from that last chapter. It's especially in regards to the current coronavirus pandemic that we're all going through. He says, however, if you have a healthy body and a healthy mind, you should try to be more diligent and have the spirit to think, I'm going to realize God's glory in this world. I'm going to succeed even more and shine this world brighter. And he goes on to say later, if you fuel yourself with God's light from the heavenly world and keep receiving it, you can stay young forever and keep on working. People age when they lose their dream. And he goes on later to say, I want to say to you, be it viruses, floods, or locusts, don't let any of them defeat you. Please think strongly. Come what may, I will prosper even if I make an enemy of the whole world. I thought his words, you know, really bring out our passion. Yeah. And that the last part he says, here's to more power, more light, and more prosperity. If the God you believe in is the real God, I pray with all my heart that you will find prosperity in your future. So... Thank you to Riho Kawa for those great words. I believe that this book, as Riho Kawa writes in the afterword, he says, I am sure this single book will change your life. One other point is that this book really teaches us the secret behind the coronavirus infection. So by giving this book to the people around you, I'm sure they will all be so grateful and benefiting from these teachings. But before we end today, I just want to ask John to read from the afterword. This is not the entire afterword, but part of the afterword. So could you please read it? Sure, Dylan. <clears throat> this book describes the ways to conquer the devils, as well as how to dispel viruses. It also reveals the mystical power of God and the miraculous power of faith. I believe people today need to learn this truth afresh as a new subject to study. I am sure this single book will change your life. Thank you very much. And could you make an announcement regarding the uh, publication of this book? Sure. The print-on-demand hardcover version will be available from early February on Amazon.com. And the paperback version will be available at all major bookstores, including Barnes & Noble and Amazon, from May 27th of this year. All right. I'm looking forward to it. It was great talking to you again, John. Likewise, Dylan. In these trying times, stay happy, healthy, and positive.